What's going on, guys? It's your boy Greek God Gaming back with episode three of the Greek God Gaming podcast. Really excited to uh, introduce my guest today. But before we do that, roll the intro. Guys, today uh, we are here. Very, very special guest. Uh, like to introduce him. He is one half of the voice of esports FIFA. Brandon Smith, how are you? Very well, mate. Thank you very much for uh, having me on. Um, I'm looking forward to this. Well, thanks for coming on. Um, As you know, you've been a guest I wanted to get on the show. Really, really grateful that you accepted uh, the offer. And um, yeah, without further ado, let's just get straight to it. Um, For those of you who don't know you, I'm sure a lot of people know you as the voice uh, of FIFA esports. But give us a bit of a background. Um, yeah, so you know, as you said, I'm I'm very lucky to work on a within the world of esports, so to speak, the, with the game of FIFA. Um, and I've been commentating on just FIFA esports for the last four years or so. So I've been able to um, kind of get involved from the ground up, so to speak, uh, when you know when EA really started to get behind esports and pumping money into the uh, the ecosystem. And you know, I've been all over the world with 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 FIFA and esports, which is amazing. And you know. And opportunities that I never thought I could honestly have, um, such as commentating at the O2 Arena. You know, I went to the Champions League final last year with the tournament called the E-Champions League. And um, yeah, I'm just very, very grateful to, to to be involved in this space. And I just hope it can uh, can last for as long as it can. No, that's amazing. I, I know another, another side to the story is live streaming as well, isn't it? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, I think, one thing that will always help anyone in in anything really is is kind of building a brand, so to speak. Um, you know, like you can be just a commentator, you can be just a pro player, so so to speak. And one thing that I'm keen about is always growing social channels, whether it's your Twitters or your Instagrams or your Twitches or uh, or even YouTube. I think that's my uh, that's my downfall is I don't do enough YouTube videos. But um, with all this time off and everything that's going on in the world. I've had so much time to stream, so I've been, uh, let's just say, catching up on all the hours. Great, yeah, no, no, that's fantastic. Uh, so, you currently stream on Twitch, you're a Twitch partner? I am indeed. How, I how, do... how I got that. Well, uh, <laughs> you've, obviously, you've obviously earned it for them to give it to you, they don't just give it to anybody, so congratulations on that. Um, but before before I digress into that, now you, you just mentioned a point, obviously we've got a lot of time in our hands, so guys, if you are listening, please, just, just, just a little plug here, stay safe. Uh, stay indoors as much as you can. Only go out for necessities once a day for a little bit of exercise. If you've got a garden, do it in your garden. But let's just keep safe, guys, at this time, and you know, try and help uh, the the system get through this and alleviate the problem that we have. But Brandon, so you're on Twitch. You're a Twitch partner. Um, tell us a bit about the content that you're currently streaming on Twitch. It wouldn't be a surprise for anyone, but it is FIFA. Uh, but I'm playing, yeah. I mean, FIFA's the only game I play. I just feel like I was, if I was to play Call of Duty or a Fortnite, I think first and foremost, I'll be even worse at it. But um, you know, there could be a risk of a potential rage that would come out um, <laughs> on me. Uh, but no, I, I stream FIFA. So, you know, one of, a lot of people will know my, my biggest meme is the, the Gold 2 gang, so to speak. And the story behind that is, is ever since Foot Champions came out, I think it was back in FIFA 17, um, I've never been able to hit gold one, and I mean, legit, right. I've never been able to hit gold one. Um, I've come close. I've had 19 wins many times, 
and people will be thinking at this point, are you literally just like playing the game? Are you just fixing it to make it not do it? But I promise <laughs> you, on my life, I cannot get past this rank. Um, I think after this podcast comes out, I may have hit it. So it makes you, you know, you go and have a look. But I think it's coming soon. Um, but yeah, that's why that's kind of my biggest meme. So weekend league is kind of the big priority for me. Um, and I do a lot of other stuff around it. Like I might watch a qualifying tournament for an esports event that's happening, or I might do a reaction to a tournament that's happening, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's just all FIFA kind of um, orientated at the moment. Fantastic, fantastic. And I think as well with, um, like I say to, to all of my guests really, with streaming, I feel like there's two ways to succeed in streaming. One of them is your personality. Uh, the other one is skill level. So if you're saying you are, you are say, gold two in foot champions, which, correct me if I'm wrong, is that 17 wins out of 30 on a weekend? Yes, mate. Yeah. Um, um, not, no, no, no. Well, but what that means is people must love your character for your for channel growth and stuff like that because if if for example there's people streaming who are hitting 27 28 29 wins 30 wins uh, people would say well why don't you watch them but because of the way you are as a person and your character people love you so that's where you get your audience which is great credit to you i think as well on the same point of that is you know like everyone has to have i think you know that's what you, you come to learn is that everyone has to have like not a selling point so to speak but they have to have something that is a meme about them or something that builds their brand up, you know, like, for example, say let's, let's just say a professional FIFA player like Tommy plays for Hashtag. Yeah. He had for a long time um, the phone celebration, you know, like, of course, he's a fantastic FIFA player, but every time he scores a goal, he does the phone celebration. And that's at tournaments, that's at home. And so, so like, his community is known and he's known for that. You know, yeah. if you look at Tech, he's known for being a, an unbelievable FIFA player. The skills he's got, the flair he's got to his game. You look at someone like R9 Rye, who's a streamer, fantastic bloke as well. And he's just, he's, he gets skill goals. He's a flair player. He loves skill goals. Everyone has their selling point, so to speak. I think where I sit in is I sit in a place where a lot of the FIFA community sit in. You know, they're not the best players. They're not the worst players, but they're in the middle. Yeah. Between gold one, gold two, gold three, so to speak. So I think that's why it kind of works at the moment. Um, and because obviously I'm, I'm in with the FIFA scene as well, it's a uh, it's a relatable situation. You know, we're all in this to try and get a better rank. We're all trying to improve, so to speak. Um, and I think, yeah, I kind of just fell into it without realising what what I fell into with this whole kind of gold two gang uh, meme. Yeah. Tell tell me. So obviously, the the reason why people would know you is for the voice of FIFA esports or one half of the voice of of FIFA esports. Tell me how you got into that. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was just a mixture of things, really. I think you always need a bit of luck on your side. You need to be in the right place at the right time, and of course, you have to be able to act upon the opportunity when it, you know, when it comes in into a, into your kind of hands and, and and to work hard as well. So a little bit about myself, you know, I'm 22 now, but when I was 18 at the time, I you know I made the decision university would, would be for me, and I didn't know what I really wanted to do before. Obviously, I looked at the degrees, so to speak. And um, I felt like I wanted to go into um, to commentating. I think I mean literally one of the one of the lines I said to my parents was, "I want to commentate and I want to travel around the world." Those were the two things I said. Wow. At the time, it was football, and I always played FIFA. Um, so I decided to go up to Manchester, and I'm, I live near Brighton, so that's quite a big big way to go up to Manchester from uh, the south coast. You know, like four hours each way to get up there, but 
was the best decision ever made, really. Um, probably one of the best life decisions I've ever made. Went to study multimedia sports journalism for three years. And literally, as soon as I got into Manchester and for the, for the first year, I was on it from the word go in terms of I want to get as much experience as possible. I was at non-league games. I was, um, you know, working with anyone that I could maybe help with with some commentary, with some community radio. I started podcasts. Um, and even before I went to university, I've got a, a fantastic relationship with the club of Brighton Hove Albion, who I, who I support. And I was actually going to those games with a dictaphone and just commentating into the dictaphone and uploading them onto YouTube. So wow. if someone wants to hear them still, they can. <laughs> Um, but the key thing was just getting used to talking, really, just getting used to commentating, so to speak. Did I ever think I could be a commentator? Probably no, but I just it just happened. It's one of those things, you know. You set as fringy as it can be, you just put your mind to it. You can, uh, you can, you can do it. So a lot of perseverance, it seems. Yeah, it did. Uh, it did definitely. So yeah, so so to speak, first year of uni, I'm doing all this experience, and EA Sports do a tweet saying we're launching something called the Commentators Cup. Uh, we're looking for the next two FIFA commentators. And at the time, you know, I'm sure a lot of you guys will know Richard Buckley as well, who I've been commentating with. And Richard was actually on my degree as well. Richard's from Barnsley. And that's where you get some Northern accent from. I'm obviously from the South Coast. Spoke to each other a little bit, but we're never kind of like the best of friends before um, we kind of went into this audition. But before that tweet went out from EA, I was hosting a FIFA, a FIFA uh, online um, tournament uh, called the Celtic Esports League. and I think, bear in mind, I went to university in September uh, and by December I got asked to do that. So that was a 14-week league from my dorm room that was hosting it. I was hosting it on Twitch, on the front page a few times. It was like Wolves, it was like Hibernian, it was like uh, Shamrock Rovers, all these different clubs. Oh, wow. Ireland, Wales, you know, so to speak, maybe a few English clubs in there. And the point of it was, was basically just a fun FIFA tournament. I think there was like maybe a thousand pounds to the winner, so to speak. All the games are pre-recorded and I was commentating on that on my own for seven of the 14 weeks. And I've got seven weeks into it and I'm like, I can't do this on my own. Like, it's just so strenuous for someone to commentate for this long. And I literally just thought to myself, who can I get on board for this? And I dropped Richard a message at the time and I, I knew Richard was a keen FIFA player. Um, and literally I got him on for the first week. I think I offered him, because, you know, we were, I was getting paid not really anything for it. I think I offered him, you know, however much I did, um, probably about £75 or something for seven weeks. At the time, we uni students were like, yes. Um, and he uh, and he was like, yeah, go for it. And obviously, so this is week eight. So we've got seven weeks left of this. He comes in for week eight. And literally, I remember just kicking it off. And I was like, obviously, we can see Cristiano Ronaldo playing here. Um, he's a player that everyone loves to use. And Richard like just gave you like four stats about Cristiano Ronaldo. Just like how fast he is, how tall he is, his agility stat and stuff. And I was like, it just clicked. It just clicked from the word go. So, you know, we're, we're about eight, we're about week nine or 10 into this now. We've been commentating together for a few weeks, uh, speaking at university, so to speak. And then this tournament comes out for me, eh? You know, commentators cut me and Richard look at it and we're like, do we go for it, so to speak? And they're like, you know what? We've got nothing to lose it. Let's just go for it. So we both blazer up and shirt up in my dorm room with a green screen. And commentate on this audition tape, which is like a two-minute clip. I think it's like TAS against uh, a GM, which is a really old uh, FIFA tournament, FIFA 17 in Paris. We commentated on it. You know, I think we handed it about five minutes before the end of the submission. And we didn't think anything of it. You know, we just went back to normal life, so to speak. And then three days later, we got an email that we made the uh, the finals come down to London, like, next week. Wow. And we were just like, 
wow, okay, this could be uh, this could be amazing. And um, obviously went down to London, you know, went and had the audition, so to speak. There was four other duos there, and the winners got to go to uh, the Foot Champions Cup Series finals in Berlin, which was where you know EA really started to push money into esports, and you got to come and take one game, one game at that at that finals. Um, and it was between uh, two Wolfsburg players, and uh, literally just that was the moment that changed everything, really. That's amazing. That is really amazing. It's an amazing story because it, it tells people that if they do seriously want to do something, to persevere and, and to push through as much as they can to, to get to where they want to get to. So credit to both yourself and Richard on that. That's amazing. That is. It's, uh, I think the thing that people don't see is just the hard work that really does go into like. Of course, it's all about timing. It's all about you know waiting for the opportunity. But when it comes, you have to react to it, um, and that's exactly what we did. And honestly, I remember I remember putting my phone in my bag and going to commentate on that game in Berlin, um, being so nervous because you know I'd watched these tournaments. I've you know I've, I've I've been there before, and I literally just just got into the commentary seat with Rich. I was like, Rich, this is our opportunity here. You know, phone's in the bag. I come back to my phone. My phone has just gone absolutely mad. I've got the Nepenthes tweeting me. I've got pro players tweeting me. I've got Ellen saying, these guys are like, give these guys a chance. These guys are unbelievable. These guys are fantastic. The Twitch chat, I've never seen a more positive Twitch chat and anything FIFA-related. I'm not even just saying that. Wow. I'm like, these, these guys are like amazing. Give these guys a raise. Sign these guys up. I literally remember me and Richard went back to the hotel room after. We were just looking at it. We were like, oh, my days. Like... Um, you know, we've put our, you know, we've done everything we could there. Um, and the weirdest thing about it was after everything that happened, we went, we so to speak, went back to normal, normal life. Um, you know, we didn't obviously, you're not going to get a call from EA two days later saying, like, we're <laughs> signing you up, so to speak. Yeah, but we went back, to, we went back to normal life. Um, you know, this is a funny story. I've, I've always been just a keen worker, like, I've always wanted to, 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 you know, to work and earn money and, and, and do what I can. So at the time, I was working as a lifeguard. When I wasn't at uni, so I was working at a lifeguard at a holiday park, and I was doing like overtime or whatever. And it was, and it was like one day, it might have been a Thursday. I was closing up. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon, and my phone starts ringing. This is like maybe about a month after the the Berlin tournament, right. and it says and it says Amsterdam number unknown. I'm thinking, who on earth is this? <laughs> I answer it, and it's Ajax on the phone. Wow. Um, Ajax marketing man just saying. Uh, hi, this is Brandon Smith. Yeah, he's like, uh, we'd love you and Richard to come to our tournament. It's happening in four days' time in Amsterdam. We'll pay for your travel, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was literally like, yes, we'll be there. Um, I rang Richard and Richard was like, yeah, let's go. Um, and we did that. And then everything just started to flow after that. Within the first three months after that, we went to Doha. We went to uh, to Munich. Um, we went to LA, Los Angeles. And then we got to commentate on the FIFA E-World Cup Grand Finals in or FIFA 17, mm. um, obviously the first ever uh, year that, you know, that that, that, that happened. Um, or sorry, the first ever year of, our, of us getting involved in the FIFA World Cup, which is the biggest tournament of the year. Yeah. Um, and obviously back then, um, Gorilla uh, won that one. Um, yeah, he did. Obviously, Gorilla won that one. So, yeah, so on. So, Gorilla won that tournament. But just to be involved, to commentate on Sky Sports, like, it was just all a whirlwind. Like, it was never back then. It was never about. It was never about any anything like the money. It was never about like it was just about being involved and doing something that was just so cool. Like 
it was just uh, such an amazing, amazing, like, you know, first couple of months. Yeah, I can imagine. What, what did it feel like, so, like for yourself and, and Richard, when you did get that call up from EA? How, how did it feel? Yeah, so, you know, in terms of what, from, from after that or just... No, no, no. What I mean is that that, that uh, initial, for when, when, you, when you had a phone call, when you got an email from EA to say, we want you to come and do this tournament, what was your initial thought before before any agreement was obviously in place with EA? Um, the first time you got that chance, shall we say, what, what was your yeah. initial reaction? The first, the first time, because it's hard to explain, a lot of people don't know this, but the FIFA E World Cup Grand Farms is run actually by the FIFA E World Cup Farms is run by FIFA, and the Foot Champions Cups are run by EA, so they work together, so to speak. So like EA call you up for a Foot Champions Cup. FIFA, you know, employee for a, a FIFA World Cup final or a Club World Cup or an E Nations Cup. That, that's their tournament, so to speak. So the first EA tournament um, was, in fact, uh, in in Barcelona uh, in January, so 2018. That was that was our first official tournament. But the one bit of advice I'd say, and this is not this is not me being you know like cocky, so to speak, or anything. But this is a honestly, this is a, a bit of advice that I don't think many people would say, but Make yourself unavoidable. That is what I would say. To like, for example, me and Rich did everything we could to be in the face of EA to say, right, we are FIFA commentators now. We are here if you want to employ us. You know, we love what we do. We sit well within the community as well. Of course, there's some fantastic other commentators out there. Um, at the time, it was Demon uh, and Joe Miller as well. They've been doing it for years before, and of course, we had all the respect for them. We were uh, following them. You know, working alongside them, obviously other commentators as well. We have. Nowadays, onset Gaskin, um, that have, have obviously been part of the ecosystem. It's always changing, so to speak. But you know, like it was always a case of we know there's other commentators out there. Of course, there is. They're fantastic as well. But we we done everything we could at that time. You know, we commented on these events. We, you know, published it on Twitter. You know, tweeted about events and so to speak. Followed the scene for so long. You know, very passionate about it. So it was kind of like. We've done everything we could, me and Richard, and, and and when we just waited and we were waiting, and then when the email came in, it was, of course, it was really amazing um, to, uh, to finally, so to speak, get involved in the uh, in in the first plans of EA. And now, you know, you look three years down the line, we're still heavily involved now. So it's it really is a, a relationship that, fingers crossed, can be strong for as long as it can be. Oh, that's amazing. That's amazing. It really is. And as you said, I think that advice that you've just given is so, so important. And I know people like to shy away from certain things or say, you know, if it happens, it'll happen and so on and so forth. But sometimes it's like the, my dad was a football manager and he used to say to me, those players on the bench that wanted to, that genuinely wanted to come on, they'd be in the face of their manager saying, I'm ready, I'm ready, bring me on, bring me on. And with, with like this, if you're, if you're in the face of, like you said, yeah, you say, this is what we're doing, we love what we're doing, give us a shot, we're ready, we're ready uh, when you want us, sort of thing. Mm. You're putting yourself in the limelight, you're putting yourself in front of them and saying, I'm here, come and grab me, sort of thing. And I think it's so important to do that with anything you do in life. Definitely, 100%. I think... Uh... Look at everyone, really. Look at everyone in the industry. Everyone that's got certain jobs and opportunities. Like the, the reason that maybe me and Richard, you know, are able to commentate on more events or side events that maybe be away from the global series is because we're always there. You know, we're always our faces are always there. The voices are always there. I mean, that's one of the biggest things for me is that 
I love to keep busy, of course, number one. But yeah. if there was an event in Greece, you know, and there was an event in wherever in the world, I want to be at them. I want to be at them all. Um, and that's not me being greedy. That's just my ethic. I just, I've got a very good work ethic. I just want to, uh, to try and do as much as possible. Um, and because I love it, I really do. I think I think now, well, from from my perspective, I watch a lot of FIFA esports uh, normally on Twitch. Uh, but um, now I think you've almost uh, you can't say cemented because things can always change, dynamics and anything can always change. Yeah. But for for the naked eye looking in, yourself and Richard are the the FIFA esports commentators, and, and that's you know that is how it's seen. So. I feel like, although I don't want to say you cemented your positions there, because as I said, things can always change in any line of work. But where what you've done um, to, as I said, you're one half of the voice of FIFA esports, and I and I, and I do mean that. And I think the audience listening to this, if they watch FIFA esports, would would agree with me on that. Um, so to be able to do that as credit to both yourself and Richard is, is fantastic. I appreciate that. I think you're. I mean, you're right in terms of. Um, you never know what can happen. I think you know we're very lucky that we've got an amazing relationship with EA and football clubs and Premier League and you know Bundesliga, so to speak. Like you know all these leagues that have tournaments and yeah. I mean, that's the key thing. It's all about people. I remember being at university and people saying like, get on LinkedIn or have a good network. But it is honestly so so true. Like I don't think many people see the grind that goes behind a lot of stuff. Like right now when there's nothing happening, like. The amount of times I've maybe spoken to some people or suggested ideas about let's do an online tournament or let's go and do something like that. Like I'm very keen. I'm always, I'm very keen to just, you know, this is, although this is an awful situation the world is in at the moment, but it's an opportunity for esports, like FIFA for esports, which esports in general is to benefit off this as well in some ways. And that's not me saying it in a bad way. It's just what are people doing right now? They're gaming. People are inside like, these pro players have got no tournaments to play in. You know, these actual FIFA players have got nothing to do. Let's start having online tournaments. Let's start, you know, let's do a fundraising tournament. Let's fundraise for Convid. Let's, you know, get some sponsors on board, do a big tournament. You know, all profits go to uh, to the charity, so to speak. Everyone's, you know, the players are streaming. The players are then making an income from the streaming. The commentators can make a bit of money from the commentating. And then the whole ecosystem is benefiting of it, so to speak. So, um, you know, fingers crossed in the next few weeks, months, they might, you know, be something like that. And I honestly think they will. EA will be aware of that. You know, so many gaming publishers around the world will be aware of the opportunity that is in front of them as well. But, you know, sorry, back to the point, I think just a, a network is really important, mate. I think, you know. No, I totally agree. Be, and... You know, just just basically be, you know, be yourself, so to speak. But if you're going to just build relationships, you just got to keep them, keep them sweet. No, definitely, definitely. I totally agree. And I think it's wise advice for anybody in any walk of life uh, to have yourself a good, um, good network, social network as well. Uh, it's just it's just very, very vital to whatever you want to do. And I think especially when you want to be in the public eye, you have to come across, as you said, be yourself. But you have to make sure you almost um, you, you almost filter uh, what you say. For example, you're doing a FIFA esports commentary. You have to make sure you don't swear. Uh, use certain words and so on and so forth. So it's just about filtering what you're doing at that time and being able to do that because not a lot of people can just switch off from swearing because it's yeah, yeah. like us it's humans. Like, it, no, go on. Sorry, let me interrupt you. That's right. Um, it's like, for example, my streams. Like I have a big 
like there's a big bit of a joke about me being PG, so like you know, friendly so to speak. Yeah. But I, I will normally not go out of my way to like swear when I'm streaming or you know when I'm playing FIFA. Even if I do get angry, I do get you know ragey. It's because I just feel like for the audience in general, like and just like future opportunities and stuff. That's that's kind of just what I look at. Like I want to be. I want to be presented in the best way possible, so to speak. Exactly. So like, you know, me not swearing on stream, people might think, oh, you're just being a bit, you know, soft with that. I think just, you don't need to. You don't need to, and, it, and it's only going to benefit you in the long run. Definitely. Well, if you could, you can cast your mind, but I don't know if you know, so Ninja, obviously, the biggest uh, streamer in the world. I know he's no, no longer on Twitch. He's now on Mixer, Microsoft's um, streaming platform. But uh, he, he, used to be, say, an adult stream, shall we say, with a lot of swear, swearing and a lot of uh, dirty banter and stuff like that, and he decided to go PG. And anybody who used to play video games or whatever had to adhere to that, otherwise he wouldn't, and it helped grow his channel massively. Um, he wanted to uh, commit to all audiences, and that means you have to be PG-friendly. Um, and, and now he's got the biggest brand deals in the world, you know, you can buy his merchandise all over the world. Uh, he has collaborations with, um, you know, some big uh, fashion designers now. And that's really, really helped uh, him plateau to, to get to where he has. And sometimes a decision like that, like you say, you, you don't want to go out your way to swear, for sure. I totally agree with you. But just being conscious that you don't swear um, can really, really benefit you. You don't know. It could be that EA is watching your stream. If you're swearing left, right and centre, they could go, well... This is this isn't the brand we know, you know. Uh, and you don't want to ruin anything that could maybe come up in the future as well. Like I know people that have had certain brown brand deals pulled off the table or something because you know something has happened. I know a FIFA player that joined a team and then two days later they went back on his Twitter and found some tweets he said about the team. So like, you know, even that was two years ago. It's always there, you know. You know, people always say on, online it's always there because it it really is. Um, and it's something to always try and you know be aware of. Oh, definitely. Give it, and so obviously we touched that you're, you're a Twitch partner, so you stream on Twitch. Um, give me your thoughts on the platform itself. Uh, I think you know, obviously, it's it's massive. I don't think esports would be esports without Twitch um, from a you know an outside perspective. Because if there was no Twitch, where would you watch? esports events you wouldn't you know you would you, you know you wouldn't other than maybe youtube um or in person like twitch is the tv of esports and gaming in all honesty um i think one it's fantastic um in terms of the opportunity it can give to content creators and streamers and you know pro players and stuff to connect with audiences and to uh to, to kind of um you know make a living as well from that so i mean overall i think I'm very much positive on the uh, the the whole situation um, that the Twitch does offer, um, from from my perspective. No, that's great. No, I, I think Twitch is an amazing platform, uh, both both for content creators, but for audiences also. Um, there's things they do; they branch out. Like I was watching a charity stream uh, yesterday and the day before. Went on the 28 hour. Castro is also a FIFA streamer, and I know Twitch facilitated a lot. Uh, to support him doing that in such a short space of time, um, which is which is amazing. I know Twitch 
uh, reaches out to a lot of people to try and encourage them to stream on their on their platform and do everything they can to support them, which is amazing. Um, want to ask, what does the general day to day look for you at the moment? It's all over the shop at the moment, isn't it? Yeah. Um, uh, to be fair, mate, I think, and this is you know, I've just I did a tweet about this this morning. I think, although this is an awful situation right now, it's given me just more time. Yeah. You know, more time to to exercise, more time to think, more time to be creative, such as streaming or making videos or maybe even, you know, a podcast like yourself in the future. Um, and it really puts you in a different mind frame than it was when the world's going at 100 miles an hour. Um, so, you know, my day-to-day's obviously changed a bit from that. But normally, you know, wake up, I'd like to say about 9 o'clock latest. I mean, today was a bit of a shock. I think I woke up about 2 just because I had a bit of a late one last night gaming. Um, <laughs> but wake up at 9 a.m. Um, and I'm very much keen to, uh, I'm very, I'm very kind of, I, I'm a big fan of, or a big advocate, so to speak, of like, you know, exercising. So I'll, you know, obviously the gym's being closed now. I'm trying to do some home workouts and, you know, use my one exercise a day to go for a run or a walk. And just because I feel like if you can start your day of exercise mentally, you are just, you're just going to be on form. You know, you're going to feel good. You're going to be on form. Um, so I'll come back. And on top of that as well, I'm a huge coffee fan as well. So uh, I'll have a coffee and a, and a water. Um, and then literally, to be fair, mate, it, it depends what, what the day is looking like. For example, some days I'll stream. So some days I'll I'll go and stream uh, a bit of information. I've actually, I, I actually rent an office space to stream from. Wow, okay. um, because I'm, I'm currently living at home still with my parents um, of course with the plans to move out at some point but the internet here is absolutely shocking um, so uh, I actually rent an office space but not just because of streaming because when I'm when I'm doing some home commentating or home commentaries like you know potentially I'm going to be doing now it's a space to do that that's got good internet I've soundproofed the office out as well um, so it's just a little hub for me to work from um, amazing of course it's, it's an investment but it's an investment, of course, that will be worthwhile um, in the long run. So, yeah, if you ever see me streaming, I'm actually streaming from a from an office space. I used to stream at my bedroom, um, but the amount of times once I had a host from Castro, shout out to Castro, <laughs> of course, as you said on that on that fundraising, uh, recently amazing stuff. But I had literally sixteen thousand people in a stream, right? And then my internet cut off, literally. No, so so angry. Oh um, wow. But, uh, but yeah, so I currently rent an office space, so I'll either go there, or if not, I'll kind of just stay at home and I'll catch up with people, you know, I'll try and reach out to some people as well online, um, you know, see what's happening, check in with people as much as I can, um, and see what's kind of coming up or what what there could be in the future. So uh, that's kind of how my day-to-day would look, to be fair, mate. I always start with a bit of exercise, and then after that, you never know what you're going to do. No, no, no. I think, I think that's a great piece of advice as well starting the day with exercise to keep you you know get your mind going and uh, and it almost motivates you to to get through the rest of the day and it, it's a great way to start your day you just mentioned cache obviously hosting you and it cut the internet off it's funny because two well two and a half years ago and i i think i was three weeks into streaming on twitch um yeah. I, was, I was new to it and i, and I got hosted i got raided by cache for for 21,000 viewers and 
I would say oh. where everybody started following, it just completely crashed the system for me. Um, and I was lagging wow. all over, and I had to stop the stream and restart the stream. And it was all like, it was like, I was like, oh my God, Castro's just raided me for 21,000 viewers. Oh my God, my computer can't handle it. It was crazy. It was like the most amazing feeling and the worst feeling at the same time. Like, my, <laughs> my system's just going to die. Because if you look at, obviously, when, when, when you're new to streaming and stuff like that, you know, you've really, really got to do something to to get places. So there's, you've got to grind, you've got to persevere, you've got to keep working, you've got to put the hours in, but you do need a little bit of help along the way. And like, I was three weeks in, I had no idea that was coming. Like you could, the look on my face was priceless. And all of a sudden, I, I, I actually watched a back and scene when Kasha hosted me. He was watching my screen and he, he was showing my stream on his screen. So all his audience, and he could see that he crashed my whole stream off the back of it and he was just like oh my god this is terrible and you know off the back of that i've got a great relationship with with, with castro and and a lot of the members in the in, in the fifa community which is which is great and one thing i will say about the fifa uh, on twitch is more so than any other game i feel like the community really stick together um yeah as, as toxic as it can be at times I, yeah. I agree with you on that as well yeah for sure i think the streamers like they all want to help each other like a lot of streamers once once one finishes streaming, they'll host another, and so on and yep. so forth. And like you, you watch other sports. Once their streamer's done, their streamer's done. They don't often host people. They don't want to give a shout out to anybody. I remember when I used to stream, I would just go into another FIFA streamer's uh, chat when I'm not streaming, say M Bone or somebody. And the first thing they do, guys, make sure you go and drop them a follow. I'm like, like it's crazy. Like you would never ever get that in another stream. It was just, it was just remarkable. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I think that's so important as well. Like, if you're someone that's streaming at the moment, like, everyone, like, for me, like, my viewing numbers, I think with Twitch, you never know what you're going to get. Like, some day you could get over 100 people in, one day you could get, I don't know, 20 people in, like, still fantastic either way. Mm. But if people have given up their time to watch you, you've got to respect them back as well. You know, for example, acknowledge them, speak to them, you know, get some sort of conversation going. And then on top of that as well, if you know, say if you're streaming, for example, um, you know, go and host them afterwards. Go and host people that you know will appreciate the host, for example, um, and then go and send your viewers over there as well. It really is, as you said, like everyone's passing, everyone's viewers around to each other, and everyone's trying to tick over together. So um, I completely agree with you. I think that's it's definitely a community that is is a fun one and uh, one that I hope will just continue to keep growing. No, definitely, and I, and I don't see why. Um... Why, why it wouldn't st uh, keep yeah. going. I think it will. But it leads me to, on to another question because I feel like it's people are going to want to hear me ask this question, so I need to ask you. What do you feel about the state of FIFA? Oh, uh, I mean, this is an interesting one. I do feel like since I got involved with FIFA Esports, I feel like the FIFA community has become more toxic yeah, and more opinionated Um and I don't know, of course, I understand why in some ways I understand certain things, but at the same time, I feel like, I do feel like, and this is an unpopular opinion, that is, but I do feel like at times it's become cool to not like the game. Um, yeah. And it's become cool to to do a negative tweet that's going to get you more likes than it is if you did something that was positive. Um, and I always get asked all the time, like, why are you not tweeting about this? Why are you not? kind of like putting it out there that this is not good or anything like that like what is that going to achieve 
for me to put out a tweet saying this game is awful or not that I can go and this is not me being like oh wow you can go and speak to someone from EA like if I, if there's an event I'll get more out of speaking to someone at an event that maybe from EA or someone might know a developer or so to speak than me putting out a tweet that's gonna you know I mean like I just don't understand sometimes. definitely you got to pick your um, battles haven't you as well you do and like I just and that's not me being a dick that is literally like that's just me just being logical with it like what is the point of putting out a tweet that everyone's putting out tweets like you're better off to have a conversation like for example lucky enough the last two years me and Richard had the opportunity to play the game early and have like feedback sessions with actual game developers yeah um because we're obviously lucky enough they've actually been out where the playoffs are um the last two years for the global series as well so they've been pro players that have played the game and of course, you're never going to get the perfect game. You'll never get the perfect game. This game is the biggest selling, the biggest selling sports title out of them all. All right, and it will always be as well. Yeah. Um, and you're never going to please because where is the game heading? Is it for a pro? It's not just for a pro. A pro is the is a very much a minority of of the FIFA community. Is it for is it for the more the casual? Yes, of course it is. What about the career mode players? What about the pro clubs players? You know, like what about just the hardcore ultimate team players or those that just play it with a few mates on kickoff? Like, there's so many categories that EA have to try and hit. Yeah. And I just feel like at times, you know, of course, and it's very, very tough for them to do. But I agree with you certain things, of course, like, you know, like when the birthday packs come out, the servers, of course, do struggle. Um, of course, that's an issue. Uh, you know, certain things like in the FIFA esports scene for a while, the overload ball side was really difficult to watch. We were seeing games that were nil-nil and awful like that. But they're pros. Pros will find the best thing out in the game that's effective, like the meta, so to speak. That is what a pro will do. They'll look for the most effective things that are going to work in the game. Yes, it made it boring. They made a patch. I think they're always learning EA. But as you say, it's just one of them. It's a battle that I don't think is ever going to be won. And again like i've got we've all got opinions on the game in, in the nicest way and this isn't me saying i'm not going to say a bad thing so yeah don't like you know work with me again like that i just feel like if there's problems with the game do not get us wrong we're all having conversations with people at ea about yeah. certain things that need to be improved from the esports seat you know the esports system whether it's prize pots for you know whether it's the overload ball side um do you think i enjoy commentating on overload ball side when it's nil nil of course i don't i don't think anyone enjoys watching it as well like we all know when there needs to be things that are said and changed. And don't get me wrong, like we're all doing that from our side as well. I just feel like in the nicest way, people look in and they and they presume the wrong way at times. I think that's the, the biggest thing I'd say. I think people are very, very quick to, to jump on the bandwagon with yeah, certain things. Definitely. And like one thing I've realized with with uh, anything in life, you've got two ways of looking at things. You can scrutinize on anything which is wrong or you can try and pick the positives uh of things now i like to do a bit of both uh i'll be honest uh i've been one to scrutinize a game at times and so on and so forth like i think anybody does in any game now i'd say with fifa more so than ever because the community can be quite toxic people are so quick to jump on the bandwagon with certain things like you said and i think it's good to have an opinion at times but the, the opinion has to be warranted and it has to be you know, you have to have some substance behind it. So, for example, I could turn around and say my, my biggest gripe with FIFA is for some reason it gets to the 45th minute or the 90th minute or kickoff and there's a higher chance of scoring a goal then than there is any other time. Mm -hmm. Whether that's a myth, that's a placebo effect, that's in our heads now. 
or that is factual that there is a mechanic in the game to allow you to, you know, increase the chance of you scoring from a shot on the 45th minute, 90th minute off from kickoff. I don't know. But I feel for some reason that is... That one, isn't it? Yeah. You know, is it is it that one person once said that and then all of a sudden every time now there's a kickoff goal or a 90th minute, 45th minute, people are noticing it because one person mentioned it on, on, on Twitter or something or on a YouTube video? And the only thing about kickoffs, I mean, 45th and 90th minute are completely different. I completely agree with that. But on kickoff, you've got 11 players that are stagnated. Yeah. And you've got 11 players that are charging at them. So I think that's the only reason why I could I could see maybe some argument for kickoff. But the 45th and 90th minute, I think sometimes sometimes it just happens, doesn't it? You, you're never going to know. Like, you, you honestly are never going to know. Is it something in the game? Is it... Is it not? I think it's just one of them. It's, could it be in there? Who knows, mate? It's one of those, isn't it? But I suppose as well, in order for people to buy that game, they want to see great goals, don't they? And and I think there has to be an element of of goals that are going to be scored. And like you said, nobody wants to watch a nil nil game. No, nobody wants to watch a boring nil nil game. If it's tactical, if they're you know they're clinical, and the reason why it's nil nil is because they're really mentally got each other beat and they just can't break each other down or whatever, then that's great. But when it's nil-nil because, you know, the mechanics are, are wrong and, and so on and so forth, then, then yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just think, I, I'm one, I'm, I'm happy to share an opinion on it. I think FIFA is a fantastic game. I think FIFA goes through stages where it can be brilliant. Um, and then all of a sudden everybody... When things aren't going their way, for example, like you said, the Gold 2 gang, I was part of the Gold 2 gang for a long time until probably uh-huh. FIFA 18. Um, and I really, really, you know, I streamed FIFA and I was spending maybe nine, ten hours a day playing FIFA. And naturally, I got better at the game and, you know, I progressed through the ranks. But I was I'm, I was one of these where I could, back, back then the format was um, 40 games. So it was only this year it changed to 30, obviously. Uh, and you needed 25 wins out of 40 for gold one. And I could be I could be 24 wins with six games remaining. And at the time, I'd lose six games in a row. And I'd say, how is this possible? I was freed up in a game with 60 minutes gone. Next minute, I've lost 4-3 and I'd blame the game. The reality is it's probably your brain giving up or, or almost bottling mm. it as such. Whereas I think naturally with time, when time goes on, you get there. Others do argue, are, are you almost put into a pot where you play a certain amount of weekend leagues and that's the rank you get and all of a sudden the game does everything you can to ensure you get that rank again? Because, for, for example, it's funny, but I, I actually done a test on this once and I, again, I don't know how true this is. So I knew, for example, this year, I normally get gold two. If I play it, I get gold two. So I actually... I actually went on the game and quit. Um, I conceded a goal and quit uh, 10 games in a row. So I had 20 games left. So I was 0 and 10. Uh, and I went 17 and 3 uh, in the next 20 games. I never go 17 and 3. I, I, like, so it's, it's crazy. So is it that you get tougher opponents when they know that you're, you're, you'll get into the rank that you normally get to? Or... It's it's a crazy yeah. game, like, you know. It's so I mean, hard to be to honest. Stuff. Me and my team right now, every game feels like an absolute cup final. <laughs> Does it? <laughs> With what? Well, no, just right now, I'm very much. This is one thing that's always let me down. Like 
The problem is a lot of FIFA events are on the weekends and there's no chance I'm finishing a foot champs, you know, when I'm working, so, so to speak. And I wrote to Gloria this year as well. Um, yeah. I'm not a massive fan of doing SBCs. Um, like I've got very much like, you know, not the, uh, the patience for it <laughs> at times. Um, I'm very much like turn up, weekend league, can I get lucky in rewards, so to speak. And, mm. and then I play my FIFA a little bit like that, which of course comes back to battle for me when I'm, Coming against all these teams that have got their uh, their icons and 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 so to speak, um, but yeah, like the team's getting there, it's getting better. Um, obviously, I'm I'm not a bad FIFA player as well. I just again on top of that, like you'd think. I mean, that's just the thing that everyone says to me. Like you know, you watch all these pros. How are you not better at FIFA? Um, but somehow it doesn't hasn't had that same effect on me um, at the moment. Uh, so which is safe to say, like I've, I haven't even like I just. If I bring out the skill moves, I've probably done it by accident. That's my uh, probably my situation <laughs> at the moment. Yeah, I get that. I, I'm in that boat as well. Every, every now and then, I do a skill move or, or I play a bit of ticky tack, and I'm like, "What? That's not me." How have we done that? Yeah, exactly. So I, I want to ask as well. Like, um, what are your what is your opinion on, on you know reading the chat while playing? Because I think as well that. You're almost necessarily at a disadvantage, but you have to do it to, to keep your audience there. Um, that's a great question. I think it's one that, like for me, I will always, always read the chat. Like, I'd rather read the chat. I'd rather, I don't want, at times, I'd rather read the chat and get back to everyone than win a game. Um, that's just how I view it at times. Because if you don't, like some people can, can literally shut off for a game and then speak to them at the end of the game. Like I just just can't do that. Like I always find myself just looking at the chat, yeah. um, and that's just that's just how I've always been, unfortunately. Um, yes, it's probably made me lose a few too many games and you know, lack of concentration here and there. But I very much chat first, community first, mate. I think you know when because when I do get this gold one and it's on stream, like they're all going to remember that and they're all going to you know appreciate it. Like I did that charity stream the other day, which my first ever you know twenty four hour stream, so to speak, and. The amount of people that came out, like yourself, and and people that maybe I've that have watched me all the time or popped in a few times, like everyone's come back, and um, I think that's what the, the the great thing about the Twitch community is. Everyone kind of remembers everybody. Definitely. Let, let's let's go on to that because I think what an amazing moment that was. So let's let's tell people, you know, a twenty four hour stream, uh, yeah. Guinness World Record attempt, Guinness World Record achieved. Yeah. Uh, so it's uh. So basically, I just I go through these weird moments where I want to just do something a bit different. Like no one other than probably Castro has done and tried to achieve like I don't know like a world record, so to speak. And I, I was thinking to myself, I've wanted to do this for a while. Like I've been thinking about this probably since last summer, um, of you know a record I could achieve. And I just thought to myself, what about the most foot drafts won in twenty four hours? So originally, I wanted obviously originally I wanted it to be online foot drafts. Um, but unfortunately, as you you hate to know, <laughs> I was told it couldn't be online. It had to be offline, and um, because if it was online, obviously people can throw games and people can rage quit and so to speak. And it's not you know every game's not played to the full with the score line, so to speak. Yeah. Um, but obviously, I wanted to do this for a good cause as well. My dad uh, was was diagnosed with bowel cancer on Christmas Eve last year, which was awful, but then got through it, and you know he's on his road to recovery now, which is fantastic. Amazing. Um, and on top of that as well, uh, I've always been very passionate about mental health, so to speak. So 
Um, I've, I'm working with a charity there called Young Minds, which is those that suffer with mental health at a, a young age. Something that obviously I went through as well. And I've got 13, 14, when your body is changing, your hormones are changing. Um, and, you know, I'm very much an advocate of that charity as well. And over the 24 hours, we had people from EA that came in, yourself, as I mentioned. We had someone that donated 300 quid as well. Uh, if he's listening, West Coast United, absolute hero. Mm-hmm. Um, and in total, yeah, we raised like £1,500, you know, split between both those charities um, of like £750 each. And we've won 63 games as well. I needed, I needed to win 50, because it's, it's a new record, it hasn't been achieved before. So I needed to win 50 games for it to be considered as a world record. And we won 63 games in 24 hours of offline draft, which was draining. Um, but <laughs> It was uh, it, it was amazing, but yeah, I'm 99.9% sure it will be a world record. Um, I just have to kind of send over all the evidence that I'm, that I'm putting together at the moment. Amazing, amazing, and what an achievement as well—a world record and setting a world yeah. record in FIFA as well. Amazing, it is. And I think that's. I just love to find, like, you know, small angles where I can make something happen or do something different, so to speak. And I just thought, how cool would it be to have a world record? That's just what I thought. I'd be like, how cool would it be to just have a world record that will just be there? Yes, people can probably beat me in it if you tell me. And if someone, I honestly, I'll give anyone that's listening, play for, play offline draft <laughs> for twenty four hours. I honestly don't think if you did beat me, I reckon you'd, do, you'd, you'd beat me by about a win or two wins. I reckon you wouldn't get more than sixty three. I reckon you'd probably get sixty five at most if you proper went for it without breaks. But honestly, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're. Uh, You've got loads of supplies next to you and you're um <laughs> you're 100 sure on it definitely but we can't forget the reason why you've done it you know for two fantastic charities young minds cancer research uk as you said raised 750 pound for each charity it's fantastic it's a great achievement as well uh, so credit goes up to you your audience and everybody that supported you over those 24 hours i think i think we have to say thank you to, to oh amazing honestly like ea came in like one of the guys that represents the EA community uh, competitive uh, system dropped 43,000 bits. Um, wow. Put that in time. So, you know, to, to, for a streamer to get the bits, the streamer gets to say, streamer gets £10 for every thousand bits or $10 for every 10 bits they get to buy those bits per mm. 10K is like 180 quid or something like that. So, you know, we're talking like over 700 quid's worth of bits probably that have been dropped into the stream there, which is absolutely insane. Um, and yeah, the community, if it was a pound, a penny, a fiver, a tenner, a hundred quid, whatever it was, honestly, altogether it was uh, it was insane. But we had some amazing prizes as well, so I have to shout out those guys. Like we had a scuff controller, we had like a signed Felipe Anderson player card, we had footwiz jerseys, hashtag jerseys, PlayStation 4 controllers. Like I think I've, I was very lucky with, you know, I'll go back to that network again, those people that I reached out to for a prize yeah. for, that helped me out massively and... I think that was the key thing as well. Like, you know, when you do a 24-hour charity stream, of course, you're donating for a fantastic cause. But if you can put a prize on the line as well, people, of course, will always be more inclined to uh, to help out. Definitely. I think I think um, we can't forget the core reason it is donating money for, for a greater cause. But maybe to tempt some people, it's like a charity raffle, isn't it? More people are inclined to, to, to participate in a charity raffle because they've got a little opportunity of winning something. The reality is they feel good because they donated to support the charity, but if they get something a little bit bad, you got to, it's a bit of a sweetener, isn't it? Yeah, it certainly is. Especially if it's a uh, scuff controller, it's worth. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like, like oh, well over £100, aren't they, the scuff controllers? Yeah, about 150 I think it was. So a uh, big thank you to those guys as well um, for uh, for sorting out. No, definitely. So 
what have you got coming up then? What's your plans then over, let's say, over the next six weeks? Because obviously we know we're in lockdown or there or thereabouts and um, there isn't much opportunity to, to move around and go out and stuff. So one, so. Of my, one of my biggest goals is I really want to try and break 10,000 followers on Twitch. Um, so currently I'm sitting at about eight and a half. Um, and you know, the plan is to just stream and stream and stream. Um, obviously good content. I'll be doing sim tourneys and I've, I wanted to do a quiz as well on Friday, but it got absolutely ruined. Um, basically, <laughs> I, I was there. I was I, you there. Oh yeah. my. I can, I can uh, agree with that. Oh, basically it was on, if, if anyone's here that, you know, has been obviously everyone's been to school, college or uni, there's yeah. an app called Kahoot where it's like most teachers or uni lectures or whatever will do like fun based learning. I did a FIFA quiz on it, 30 questions. <laughs> I put out the code. We had about 120 people, legit people that were playing in this quiz. And then there's about four people that just made these bot accounts where you can make duplicate accounts. And I'm not joking, went from 120 to 400 of these users. So like we're talking about 280 bots in that. And legit, wow. oh, it was just, they just ruined it really for everyone, which was awful because the way it works is that same bot will get the answer right on all of them. And no one can see the positioning of those that are actually legit that are playing. Yeah. Um, but I just want I just I just want to do stuff like that to be fair. I just want to do stuff that we're in such a difficult position at the moment. Like we need entertainment from streamers and we need stuff that's interactive. Like that's something that I really want to try and like not you know, like not kind of like I'm thinking about doing some sort of Euro sim tourney that I can do. Yeah. Um as well. So uh that's the plan at the moment. That's what I'm that's what I'm trying to think about. No, I think you, you, you make an amazing point and I think I would urge all streamers now to, to become as interactive as you can uh, with your audience. So, like you said, if you can do things like sim tourneys or I know that there are games and packs out there that you can download and, you know, people can use a code uh, to participate in the games. Um, so be, be at one with your community and get them involved in the games because at this time we talk about uh, COVID-19 and, and what's going on, but we have to really, really take into consideration uh, mental health. Um, you know, this this is something completely different that nobody's ever anticipated, expected, or have been through. You know, you're isolated in your house for a period of time. It, you know, it can really affect people differently. Now, if we can be interactive and we can support our community like they support us, I think we need to do everything we can to show that now. Yeah, 100%. I think I just feel like as well, uh, on top of that, it's the exercise inside of it is so important. Like, just to get out and get that walk, to get, it literally, it's like a, it's like a body reset. It really is. Like, to go out for that walk, to go out for that run, um, just clears your mind completely. And if you're not doing that, I urge you to, like, I said it on stream yesterday, I was like, I'd rather everybody go out and go for a walk than watch me. Like, Yeah, I heard that. I heard you out. said that. That was brilliant. I actually, I wrote in but, the chat, you... When you you were doing something and there was a delay, uh, and you said, "What should you guys do?" Uh, and I and I put in your chat, "Why don't you go for a walk while you're waiting?" I think it was when you were resetting up the tourney, yeah, and yeah. it was taken, you know, on Friday. And I actually put in there, "Why don't everyone just go do a bit of exercise while you're waiting?" And I think now, nah, you know, if 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 you're there and you're and your parents say we don't want you going out the house, then if you've got a garden, go in your garden, you know. 
build a circuit or do some exercise. Or if you're unsure and you want, you know, you want to do something in your house, just go on YouTube and type in home exercises and watch, you know, watch some. If you've got kettlebells or some weights or something, just do what you can. You, you know, use use exactly. things around your house just to do a little bit, forty five minutes a day, half an hour, forty five minutes a day, just to keep uh, keep your brain going. I think is really really beneficial for your mental health. That really is, mate. Um... It just, yeah, it just, you just work at a best, a better level as well, mate. When you can, uh, when you can do that, so to speak. So I completely, you know, recommend that. And I'd say, you know, there's going to be a lot more from me that's going to be coming out. The quiz will actually be happening as well, hopefully next week as well. Without it being, uh, <laughs> ruined and botted again. Um, but no, uh, it's, it's so important. I think our streamers as well have got like a, an amazing opportunity and also a role to play. Um, and I'm not saying that I am a full-time streamer so to speak because you know i'm not but like those that are full-time streamers like they can really captivate their audiences with different fun challenges and stuff that just you know people like say to everyone like you know this stream could make my day it put me in a better mood so to speak and you know we can all really do our part no no definitely i think i think now's the time to come together as a community support one another both the audience and the streamers themselves um you know this isn't this this has no uh this is no holds barred this this illness you know it, it can get to anybody anybody can be affected from from footballers to twitch streamers to, to and anybody out there to, to, to your grandmother you know do the right thing stay at home you know go out once a day for your exercise go shopping when is necessary buy buy the necessary things don't bulk buy you know, yeah. when say you got your neighbour knocking on your door asking to borrow some toilet rolls, that doesn't help you, you know. Isolate, follow the procedure, let's try and, you know, beat that curve that they keep talking about. Just do what we can to, to look after both yourself as an individual, but the people around you, your loved ones, your friends, and the whole community that you have. Yeah, 100%. Um, I think everyone deals with things differently, as we know. Um, in situations like this so it's it is one of those and you know people always say dms are open so to speak but they really are and um i think there's a lot i mean some of the best things that i see in the community is like i think mods never get enough respect they deserve i've got mods that literally gave up hours of their time to like they're not getting paid there's nothing like that they just want to help out my stream to do a quiz and they literally made like i did i did some of the questions as well but they did loads of the questions and just like just mods in general like the ones that come out all the time and they give up their time to watch you to help your stream it's just like it's just beyond my mind like how good these guys are and if i ever got into a full-time position where you know i could make a full-time living from stream and i would honestly be, be paying my mods um <laughs> sure just because they're just like the small streamers as well they get those mods that come in um you know such as myself it really is just so like you just you have got to be so grateful for it. Definitely, they do so much to look after your chat to support you behind the scenes. Like I remember when I used to stream, like my I was I was like and I was I was in the unknown. Should we say I, I expected to have maybe one or two viewers, but and, and stream to my friends, and that's the reason why I streamed. And you know, overnight, within three weeks, I had you know. 30 40 to 100 sometimes a thousand people watching me and i was a bit like what is going on here like i i didn't know how to handle it i didn't know how to react you know mm. i had a, some fantastic mods who you know would get would jump in a discord call every other day 
you know, support each other, bounce ideas around each other and stuff. And it was amazing. And they didn't have to do that, you know. Mod moderators and channels are fantastic. As you said, they don't get enough credit. It's really important that, you know, we take a minute to just acknowledge them and say thank you for all the work that you do. Obviously, I, I, I no longer stream on Twitch, or if I do, it's very, very rarely. Um, but, yeah, I think a, a channel uh, it, it is fantastic uh that an individual can can do what they do but the reality is to run it to the level that you want to run it at you do need support from others and one of them being moderators so yeah so so i um, totally agree with you on that credit goes to them it really does um what, what would you say what would you say your highlight was freeman for me wow you had to pick one highlight if i had to pick one highlight i would say my my biggest thing I would say was having. I I I I'll give you the background of why I started streaming. You know, those of you who heard it on the last episode, I apologise, but I I'll repeat it uh, just to inform Brandon. So, um, I lost a few people of my life um, in a very very short space of time. So, um, a few years ago, my best friend died uh, at 22 years old. He got killed in a hit and run car accident. Um, and about a year later, my niece passed away at just seven months old. Um, and I was in a bit of a mess. I was, I was in depression and I didn't know. Um, and I was a big video gamer, but you know, I was, I was depressed. My friends would try and get me out and, you know, I just couldn't smile, couldn't laugh. And I was almost like a rock. I was solid as a rock. I just had no emotions. I didn't know why, but it was because obviously I, I found out later down the line, it was because I was in depression. Now. I remember um, uh, probably about two, three months after my friend passed away initially, um, I put Castro on. And I was watching Castro for years, but I put him on. And it was the first time I laughed since I lost my best friend. And then my niece passed away. And again, I put Castro on. It was the only thing that could make me laugh. And I said to myself, one day I want to stream to to make others laugh to to support people when they need it the most and that really really helped me it was a relief watching Castro and and a lot of other streamers and stuff and the biggest highlight for me from streaming I could talk about days where I had thousands of viewers and stuff like that but I had an individual message me in my DMs on Twitter to say you really helped me this is what's going on in my life and I know it's it's I it's crazy you think for me to say you know that was that was the best thing that I got out of shoot but but genuinely it was to know that I was doing what I set out to do was to help others you know um be that scapegoat for 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 real life I suppose uh that that was probably my one thing um I could talk about days where you know I, I had one Sunday I used to stream crazy hours and we're talking sometimes over ten twelve hours a day. I would stream throughout the night. We're talking early hours. I would stream throughout the day. It, I never slept. I was crazy. For three months, I was crazy. Um, and there was days where I remember I had one Sunday where I was I was absolutely shattered. I streamed from probably four o'clock in the morning. And we're talking, it's probably UK time, 2 p.m. now. So my eyes were going. I was playing foot champions. And then Spin Bros hosted me but for, say, five, 600 viewers. And I was like, Christ, I was just about to finish. 20 minutes later, Buck Army hosted me for 2,000 viewers. Next minute, you know, I've gone from 50 viewers falling asleep with my eyes burning 
to two and a half thousand people watching me play foot champions at a terrible standard. Can I just add <laughs> a terrible standard? And next minute, you know, I've, I've completely woken up. I'm bouncing off the walls and I'm like, what is going on right now? Um, but, but my biggest highlight, if I had to pick one was that, that DM from that individual to say, you're really helping me. What about you? Let, let, let me flip this. What was your, what was your highlight? If you had to pick one. Oh, I'll probably have to say something, you know, similar to yourself. Like, yeah, I'm sorry to hear. No, no, no. It's the crap, just, the crap yeah. you've been through, and I think, I think more, more today. I think everyone's fighting their own battles. Um, obviously, we just never know how big of a battle everyone is is fighting at the end of the day. So, I think for me, just seeing the best thing about Switch is just seeing regulars come through. Like, seeing regulars come through and just checking in with people. Um, like, for example, like. I, I've one of my longest ever subs is a guy called this guy called Slinger. He's from Germany, mm. and like you think, how do you like you just think how do you connect with someone like that? Do you know what I mean? Like he's, he's like he's someone random random in Germany, like and the thing he always does is he'll just like he'll just like I'll never I won't see him for about say three weeks, and he'll just pop in and drop well, I don't know like a, his his resub for the for like the twenty twenty third month in a row or something like that, and uh, just check in so to speak. So I just love those little relationships that you can. Uh, you can create and again i think the charity stream was definitely uh was a highlight because you know similar similar to you i had you know a lot of people saying you did a good thing here for mental health and i mean mental health as you said in this difficult time as well is uh something that needs more attention and i think us as you said streaming you know what you set out to do i think we're helping mate i think we really really are helping Um, and i don't think we all know the impact we can we can have sometimes definitely definitely And and i think you know we have to do what we can. Um, everybody is an individual, um, both viewers, streamers, everybody in, in the community, anybody listening to, just, just do what you can. Know that you've ended your day, that you've done everything you possibly can to help yourself and to help others. And if you go if you go to bed at night with that mentality, just, just cast your mind back and say, right, what have we done today? Have we done the best I can? Yes, if you have, then fantastic. If you haven't, then just acknowledge it and work on it for the next day, you know? We're not, we're not saying everybody has to be perfect all the time, but what we're saying is strive, strive to be the best you, you can be. And, and at this time, you know, although there's a lot going on in the world, um, you know, just do what you, you can as an individual to try and look after yourself and others, I think is really important. Brandon, I want to ask you a few quick fire questions. I hope you don't mind. I think, one, the audience is definitely going to want to know, what was your favourite moment as a FIFA Esports commentator? Or what was the favourite event? It's a tough one, isn't it? It is a tough one. It really, really is. I think there's so many moments. Like one moment I love is that, um, for example, like my family always come to the FIFA World Cup Grand Final. Yeah, um, and that's a big one for me because I think they they hear about what I do and they can see what I do, but in person, it's like you just have like. I don't know, you just have a lot of pride on your side as well. Um, definitely, like definitely. My, my partner was there and my family was there and stuff. And I don't know, you kind of just get the, the respect that, you know, when your parents say they're proud of you or whatever, um, I think that's always, that's always a very nice feeling. Um, and it was just good to kind of showcase what, what this world's all about because it still holds such a stigma um, about it being, you know, so negative. So... I'll probably have to say that was a highlight of mine at the recent E-World Cup final where Moava won that. 
Um, and, my, and my parents being there, but I just, there's just there's just too many moments to be honest, mate. There really, really is. No, that's great. That's great. Uh, that must be amazing, isn't it? Just knowing that you've got your parents there, seeing what you can do in action. Um, and like you said, is when when they when they turn around and say, you know, we're proud of what you're doing. That, that there's nothing more that speaks so much. Than that. It's, it's it's such a an amazing accolade, should we say? Yeah, it really is. I think they came. I mean, I think they've always they've always known it's. I think it's. I mean, I remember I did it when I, you know when we spoke about earlier today about um about how I started out in that first year of going to LA and and Doha and stuff. Obviously, there was only, of course, they're fantastic tournaments, but there's only like four or five of them. So you know, realistically, a full time wage was never really on the cards. Mm. My dad said to me, you know, what are you going to do as a as a full time job? Like not in a in a horrible way, but just you know, saying what you know, what you what you're going to do, so to speak. And I'm just turning around to him and saying. I will do this as a full-time job, and I was so determined to to make it work, so to speak. So, um, Touchwood, uh, you know, we're still we're still doing it at the moment, which is fantastic. It's amazing. It is, you know, you got to put your mind to it, and you got to persevere and get there. Going to ask you a couple of light-hearted questions. Um, you you just got the new FIFA. The new FIFA's come out, right? You, you're sat at home, you're building your ultimate team. You're a 14 year old kid playing FIFA, and your mum says, "I'm going to the shop." What snack do you want? You're allowed one snack, whether it be crisps, a chocolate bar, some sweet. What would you choose? Like some sort of milkshake. Nice. What like? Uh, like, like a, a, go on. I'm a pudding. I'm very much a pudding man. I'm a dessert guy. You got a sweet tooth. I do. I do. I mean, I try and eat as best as I can, but once a week, I'll allow myself to just go full blown and go go. Whatever I want, a tub of ice cream or uh, some cookies and stuff like that. A milkshake that would probably have to be either Reese's Cups or Oreos. Those are the two kind of go-tos. Nice, nice, very nice, very nice. Um, important what you said there, though. Once a week, you have a blood, you know, you have your cheat day, but I try to. But I'm probably not doing it right. I mean, everything that's got the word protein on, uh, <laughs> I normally <laughs> try and eat that. Um, but I actually try to do um, intimate fasting. Do you? Right, uh, intimate is it? Yeah, it, yeah, um, intimate fasting, yeah. Yeah, so what I'll do on that is, and this is honestly during this time when no one's going out, if anyone's listening to this, I fully recommend it. Literally, if you're a tea man or you're a coffee man or you don't like any of them, it doesn't matter. Go and do your exercise in the morning and just have black coffee or, or a black tea or water and have the two of them until about midday or 12 o'clock. Oh, sorry, same bloody thing, isn't it? Midday or, <laughs> or, or midday or 1, or 1 p.m. And then have an eight-hour window where you eat from them. So, you know, 12 to 8, 1 till 9. Um, and then you don't eat anything. You just have fluids till the same circuit again. So it's eight hours of eating, 16 hours of not eating. Bear in mind, you're probably going to be asleep for a good eight of those hours, probably anyway. Um, but honestly, like, during this time when no one's really doing anything, I really recommend it. It's like, it's great for burning fat. It's great for just speeding up your metabolism. Um, and just kind of keeping your body kind of healthy, so to speak. So uh, I, I, that's what I do at the moment. I try and just do black coffee and water um, in the mornings. Um, some would say it's horrible, but you get used to it. So uh, it's all right. I do that. Amazing. Uh, that's, that's, that's amazing. I'm going to ask you one last question, um, just off the back of everything you said. I want to I ask all my guests this, and I think it's really important. You're a Twitch partner, you know. You've got some fantastic achievements, both on Twitch, with the commentary, and everything within life. Um, if somebody says to you, oh, you know, I want to become a streamer, I want to stream, 
what three things would you give them as advice? As in what three, if there's three things you can tell them, what would you, what would you tell them? I think consistency is a, uh, is a big one. I mean, you've got to be consistent. You know, that's one of the biggest thoughts I had. Like I'll have a month where, for example, in February, I worked maybe six events. I was working every weekend. I think February had like the longest like weekend. I think I had like five or six of them. Um, somehow in a month. Um, and I couldn't play foot champs because I was working all the time. And I streamed for like maybe three or four days in that month. You, know, you look right. at this month, I've streamed for maybe like 20 plus days and I've had a lot more success, more followers, of course. I've been lucky enough to have a few subs on that as well um, and more viewers, so to speak. So consistency is number one. I think number two as well, you've always got to make the effort to chat to whoever gives up their time to, to come watch you. you know, if someone comes and watches you, give up your time. Not so give up your time, sorry, but make the effort to speak to them. There's a bigger chance that they're going to come back again if you... You know, you're nice to them. You take time to kind of get to know them a little bit, not in a weird way, but just kind of get to know them, see how see how they're getting on, so to speak. And I think, as you know, number three would probably be just to have fun. Um, yeah. You know, try and be yourself, have fun. And uh, normally people will take you for you. They should always do that. So if someone likes you, they like you. And if someone doesn't like you, then they don't like you. There's plenty more people out there in the world. Definitely. Brandon, you've been an amazing guest. I'm going to give you... This is your time now. I want you to plug your socials, tell everybody what you're currently doing, you know, give everyone your links, just just let everybody know. So the, the, mic, um, the mic is over to you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Uh, I'm, I'm really happy to get on here with you, mate. Um, yeah, if you want to drop me a follow, it's just bsmith underscore esports. Those are pretty much all my social handles. I actually use TikTok as well, believe it or not. So uh, if you want to cringe, go over to my TikTok. Um, and yeah, as always, if you're in the gold two gang, let me know. And uh, fingers crossed, I'll be. Uh, I should be leaving it soon. All right, I should be leaving it behind me soon and getting gold one. But no, thank you so much for having me on, mate. And um, it really, really was a pleasure. No, thank you for being. Um, thank you for being on. You, you've been a fantastic guest, and to to give the other side, uh, you know, uh, a view from the other side of the desk, shall we say, when it comes to esports and streaming, it, it's fantastic. So thank you so much. So guys, let me know. Uh, who you want on the next episode or the upcoming episodes. Uh, as you know, on Spotify, 6 p.m. on a Tuesday and Friday, new episodes will come thick and fast. I hope you enjoy them. Please let me know if there is anybody that you want to, you want me to try and get on the show. And for sure, I'll do the best I can. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And until next time, peace.